0: I am really glad that you're here for today's episode of Content Creation Made Easy. This is one of my favorite types of episodes to do. It's when I get to coach one of the members from my content creation studio. I usually invite somebody on who's been showing up and doing the work and really like kind of clawing her way through and mucking through and figuring out to get some clarity. And that is my guest today, Cheryl Turner. So I want to welcome Cheryl. She is a life coach and she really focuses on helping women who are those classic overthinkers. They overthink everything, from everything from people-pleasing to overly worrying, overly feeling fear, second-guessing, being indecisive. So if that sounds like you, Cheryl is an expert in that. And today, we're going to get her some peace of mind so that she can experience some um, some joy in her own content. That's what she does for women overthinkers. And I'm hoping to bring her some joy and accomplishment today when we talk about her content. So thank you, Cheryl, for being here. I'm really excited to do the, this call.
1: Thanks so much, Jen. I'm super excited to be here and really appreciate the opportunity to
0: get some coaching
1: fun. on some things.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So why don't you start by telling us uh, what drives you the most bonkers about your content?
1: What drives me the most bonkers is I have, I think, great ideas and I'm super passionate about what I'm doing and the women I work with. I'm able to start a lot of things around content. It's the middle part and then finishing that I struggle with.
0: Okay, so ideas are not the problem. <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay. Now let's talk. I'm going to ask you a bunch of different questions just so I can get the lay of the land. I'm getting the sense that you're one of those classic waterfall idea. Like the ideas just come to you like in a waterfall. They're just plunging all the time. You're not like an empty well, but sometimes you're, are you ever overwhelmed by the amount of ideas that you have?
1: Not directly overwhelmed. I think the overwhelm comes from realizing that I'm not doing something with them okay. that really that I'm not serving the people I need to be serving because the ideas just get stuck at phase one, I suppose. How do you describe phase one? Well, fa- I should say phase two. Phase one's in my brain. Okay. I'm able to get them out on paper. So phase two, and then they just hover there and then I'll have the next thought about something that's important to write about and, you know, and I'll get it out and there it sits. So, <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: So do you have like a, a parking lot or of like a library or a vault where you just keep all of your ideas in one place?
1: Mostly one place. I actually type most of my blogs in Word mm-hmm. in a Word document. That is somewhat organized. You know, it used to be just you know fifty word documents, but I somewhat <laughs> organized that. And then if I'm out walking, I, I'll get a lot of ideas then. I will put it in the notes app on my phone. Mm -hmm. So that helps.
0: Okay. So they're at least out of your head. Correct. Okay. Mostly. And then let's talk about, so inside the membership studio, I'm sorry, inside the content creator studio membership, we talk a lot about what your home base is, like where you want your content to be published. So for you, is a blog your home base? Is that like the main kind of content that you're creating? Yes. Okay. And then that's... How long have you been publishing your blog or
1: working on your blog as your home base? Well, that's really the big thing is I haven't been. I have the blogs written Mm -hmm. or started, but haven't actually put a plan in place to publish. And I did that mainly because I wanted to be sure that once I started doing something, I was able to do it and be consistent with it. Yeah. Which is why I joined (laughs) your group. And that's been great. And then I I suppose, too, connected to that is I love learning and I can tend to consume or Mm -hmm. Mm overconsume information. And that, and realizing that that is also keeping me from actually, you know, going through the process and finishing things, too. So I've Mm. sort of pulled away from going into the membership vault and, with all the learning and then just coming to the group calls the group calls where i'm yeah. able to you know i think just get it a much more concise
0: yeah plan. I think that's a great strategy. I use the content vaults like at, you know the, the the membership site, all those trainings, those are there for me to direct people to, but I always think the most important thing is to come to a call because especially if you're like sorting through a lot of things and you're an overthinker like you are, let's just like kind of zone in on your stuff. So we know like you have a home base of blogs, ideas are not your problem. Okay, so I feel like there's some perfectionism happening around whatever the next step is for you. So talk to me about what happens. You have the idea, you get it down on paper. What's the sticking point for you?
1: That's also a classic overthinker's tendency. Mm-hmm. And perfectionism comes from, well, you were a teacher, right? So mm-hmm, yeah. kind of going back to how we were you know, instructed to, in school, right? there's a right way and a wrong way grammatically punctuation and so on. And so I'll often have to, I'll write in my formal student, you know, writing or, or business writing even, and then have to go back in and edit to sound less professional, which is, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like that to to sound more like me, the way I talk with my friends and
0: with your clients
1: and with clients.
0: Yeah, and so when you think about how you would talk to your clients, it's more conversational and informal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you were to meet a potential like audience member at the grocery store and she started talking, you'd go back and forth, and it would be very like informal and and casual almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so part of what I'm hearing you say now is I want to find a voice in my blogs that matches what my audience needs to hear and how I want to talk.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. So this is really a problem of, I haven't quite honed my voice yet. And I've got this hold over from being a learner and probably as an overthinker and maybe a perfectionist, like you were a really great student who were following all the rules. And so maybe there's still a little bit of that like uh, English teacher with the red pen in your mind when you're writing mm-hmm.
1: something. Mm-hmm. 100%.
0: Okay. This is all really good to unearth. Because we now know one of the things we can start to do with your blogging is think of it as more conversational. And I feel like the struggle here is I've got the idea, I can write it. So I do write it, but then I have to go back and edit it and zhuzh it up to make it sound more like me. And that's just more time. That just takes more time from you. Yeah. So would the goal be to have it come out the first time
1: as if you were just talking to somebody? yeah I would like that goal. I don't even mind going back in to edit it to sound like I sound, but I get hung up there like I can even edit it and do that, and I have, and then it's taking it the next step, which is formatting it, I suppose, and putting it on the blog and then you know obviously, we've talked in the group about from there pulling out nuggets for yep. the socials and such but yeah, a, this is a stumbling there. block for you is just getting mm-hmm. it out.
0: Okay, so then let's talk about what the real problem is. What is then, if you say you don't mind the time of going back to edit it to, to bring in more of a, a casual Cheryl versus student Cheryl or academic Cheryl, what's keeping you from doing that? If that's all you had to do, like say that's we were going to stop after that, you didn't have to worry about formatting or publishing,
1: what's the stopping point there for you? a good question. Let me sort Mm -hmm. of feel into that for a second. I think it's which of the ideas are the most important, right? So if I've got a lot, then they're sort of competing for my attention, I suppose, in that way. That's one thing. So that's a perfectionist Mm. maybe sort of thing too. That's also you know, some of that indecision, we teach mm. what we want, what we're working on and need to learn too. Right. Right. So I get kind of hung up in that and don't actually land on one thing. That's the most important just for now, just for today. Okay. So
0: this is such great clarity. So I want to talk a little bit about your audience before we go any deeper. Okay. Is your audience, uh, they're overthinkers. They're probably worriers. Uh, You said they have a hard time making decisions. So would you say that your audience struggles to have
1: a lot of extra time? I would say yes, that these women probably feel like I once did. I'm certainly much better in so many areas than I once was. They might use the word overwhelmed a lot. Just feeling, always feeling like they don't have enough time. Yeah to do the things that they want to do and that they're maybe always at the mercy of something or someone else and not spending time on themselves Yeah, that they want to spend.
0: For you, it would be really important that your blogs be all about them, right? Really speak to something that they're struggling with so that they feel seen. Mm -hmm. So say you had a blog about a topic. Give me a topic that your audience would really enjoy or need to hear about.
1: I think two of the the key ones can be second guessing themselves. So even once they do make a decision, they'll spend time second guessing that to make the quote right decision. Sure. Even though we all know there's really no right decision. There's only <laughs> right. a decision you make then. But I, you know, I that was so me for so many years. And that's one of them. And then people-pleasing, and maybe those two do tie in in some, in some ways. Those would be two key ones.
0: Okay. So say we were talking about indecision alone. Mm-hmm. These are two huge topics you've just pulled up. Indecision, second-guessing, and then people-pleasing. I bet that on each of these topics, you have a lot to say, a lot to teach, a lot of stories, a lot of examples, mm-hmm. a lot of tools, Right. Mm -hmm. And if we're talking about a woman who's overwhelmed and constantly exhausted because she's always second guessing herself, would it be beneficial to her to have a small nugget in your blog that she could really resonate with rather than trying to teach maybe three or four things in a blog and for you to decide, oh God, which one of these things is more important? What if you had like, okay, I'm teaching about indecision and I have four things I want to say or 10 things I want to say. And what if we broke each of those things up into four tiny little blogs or, or 10 tiny little blogs, which works for you because now you don't need to decide what's most important and where does it go and how do I organize it? And they don't need to kind of sort through all 10 at one time.
1: Yeah, I love that idea.
0: So you would could basically like quadruple or even 10X, depending on what you're talking about, it frees you up to, you know, find your voice and do all of the stuff we talked about at the top of the call, and it gives them the opportunity to just like take that bite-sized nugget and say, like, Wow, this really resonated with me. I'm going to go try this little thing Cheryl wants me to do,
1: okay. So just so I'm clear, So I would take, say, maybe the topic of people pleasing mm-hmm. and then, just break that down into different elements and how that shows up, bring in my stories or a few around that. Yeah,
0: let's talk about a strategy or a system that might work for you. So say like, so if you're on board that we're going to give them less, which actually gives them more, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're on board with that, then let's talk about a, a system that might work for you. Okay. There are options. Some people love to write with that brain dump mentality. Let me get it all, everything I want to say about people pleasing, let me get it out of my head. Right. And it just goes like, and you've got a huge, almost like a huge word doc. That's one strategy. I feel like that might be overwhelming for you because then you have to decide what goes in blog one, what goes in blog two. Like, so another strategy for you might be instead of writing anything, I want to talk about people pleasing and. Your children, you know, people-pleasing with your children. Like now we've narrowed it down a little bit. We're not talking about this huge weight of people-pleasing we've gotten in a lane that's a little more specific. And I have some things to say about people-pleasing when it comes to your children, and I'm going to bullet point them. Just bullet pointing, not actually writing anything. And you'll probably come up with five, six, seven, eight, 10, maybe even 15 bullets of things you want to say about this one teeny tiny topic.
1: Yeah, that seems much more doable than where I've been doing the brain dump kind of thing. And then yes, and I can sort of separate them into different main ideas, but that's, that's as far as it generally goes. So.
0: Rather than starting with the brain dump for you, which for you is a little bit paralyzing because now you have to wade through everything. We're going to start with just the bullet points. And here's what, what could happen say you took bullet point one, you're like, I'm just going to write my blog only on bullet point one. And you do it and you have a lot to say on it and you realize you're kind of encroaching or it's getting a little bit long. And you're like, oh, now I see I'm starting to bleed into a different bullet point And I've got that on my list. I don't have to talk about that here. I can talk about that in next week's blog. So this this bulleted list, and again, we've got a very narrow lane. It's people pleasing with your children, mm-hmm. right? Now this bulleted list is almost like, you know, when you're a kid and you play bowling and you've got the bumpers when you're bowling, so you can't go Mm -hmm. into the gutter. It's kind of like giving yourself those bumpers because you've got the bullets and you see like, I'm able to talk about it. I just don't have to talk about it here. I can stay in my lane right now.
1: Okay. How does that feel? I really like that idea (laughs) because I tell myself that certainly in other things because that's, you know, just how my brain works and learning to appreciate those qualities that are positive about it. Yeah. That, yeah, I don't have to think about this right now or do this thing right now. And yeah, I like that because I can, you know, already three or four things came to mind, three or four bullets just off the top of my head, just under that.
0: One of the things that might really help you is to have like a sticky note or a reminder somewhere that's Reminds you that you're not just doing this for your own ease,
1: it actually helps your audience connect with you that much more. Okay. And then do you recommend just keeping it, you know, fairly short, giving tips within that, or just? That's a good question.
0: So I like to keep our audiences in mind, and lo- there's lots of different kinds of blogs you can do. So you might have a bullet point. That really lends itself to a story, just a story to connect with people, just to get them interested. You might have another bullet point that lends itself to a tiny tool or a tiny how to that this person or a tiny shift that the person could make, right? You might have another bullet point that lends itself to breaking down some myths or some lies about this thing that are out in the world, right? So you don't have to do it the same way every time why i really like this idea for you is that the more that you trust yourself to write it in your voice you will learn to trust yourself in the style that the blog shows up like oh this one is going to be perfect i have the perfect story for this little topic or oh my god this is something i see people messing up all the time if they would just change this one thing and i'm going to give it to them in this blog the other thing a blog could do is share resources, right? Like you could present mm-hmm. an issue or a problem, and then you're you could say, you know, when I read this book, it changed my life about this topic. So you you'll get better and better, but having it be small to start lets you build up that muscle and the confidence. And you might find like, oh, they get longer because you're just feeling more confident and in, in your abilities. But that beginning, um, giving yourself some grace is good for you, but it's also good for your audience.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and that I don't necessarily have to incorporate the story and a tool and resources all in the same thing.
0: Yeah. And if you can think, consider this, your audience wants their life to be easier. They want to stop overthinking. And when you try to solve every one of their problems in one blog post, you've not only burned yourself out, but they maybe get through a quarter of it and they go something like this. Ooh, this is really good. I'm going to save it and come back to it. And then we know that they never do, right? So it's actually in service to our audience to give them a little bit less in a more focused way Mm -hmm. because that's what they can absorb at the time. Especially since you said they're busy, they're overwhelmed, they're overthinking, like, what can they handle at any one
1: time? Right. Yeah. And that was me. I mean, I did exactly that. I would read these great articles and, oh, and some of that, you know, I'm dating myself here, but back in the day when we didn't have the internet to save everything, but just, you know, cutting out articles. Oh my gosh. I had just, you know, a huge, huge folder of things I wanted to read. You know, yeah,
0: and can you, you imagine know. for your particular audience what that does to them? Oh, I should be doing this, I should be reading this. I'm a loser because I haven't gotten back to this. Cheryl told me exactly what I should do, and now I haven't done it. And it like it
1: makes them yeah. even harder on themselves. Yeah, and that's and that's probably my key thing around all of it is that how much women sort of beat themselves up for all the things. And, you know, in a weird way too, kind of secretive around stuff like this because there's some shame. shame And so, you know, also kind of teaching them how to give themselves grace with really literally all of it, you know, is important. It was important for me.
0: Yeah. And your voice is so gentle and calm and knowledgeable and your audience, like, they would just like sop up what you have to say with a biscuit, but they just yeah. have to get through it, right? They have to be able to, it has to be uh,
1: readable and consumable for them. Yeah. And, and done, <laughs> you know, it has to be done.
0: Right. Done <laughs> is better than perfect. But we, what we're doing first is chunking it down so that it can get done. So what I'd like to talk about is um, now that we have a system, does this feel good for you, the system?
1: It feels great. <laughs>
0: I'm so happy. Okay. So the system, we make the system work for you. Like we don't, you know, we, we, we have to personalize the system. The second thing is let's talk about Cheryl's voice, like Cheryl, the coach, Cheryl, the, the, the warm hug, right? Like what does your voice sound like and how can we get that to come out in your blogs? You said you could go back and like kind of zhuzh it up. Once you've written it in a more academic style, you can like make it more conversational, but um, wouldn't it save you a lot of time if it could just come out the first time in a more conversational tone?
1: Yeah, it would. And when I've done the brain dumps, those probably sound more conversational. Okay. But they're not at all cohesive. Okay. It's just so the brain dump.
0: being more so you're saying your process of being more academic in the writing at first or more formal in the writing at first helps you organize your ideas.
1: It seems to. Okay. I mean, that's just what I'm used to.
0: Okay. Well, that might be just part of your process then. But if we're Mm -hmm. writing shorter blogs, maybe it's okay that then you go back and you make them more conversational after you've written them. Maybe that's just like your process. Like we've just got to honor your process. Mm -hmm. One of the things I was going to suggest is speaking. Speaking what you want to say, like actually opening up an app and speaking it, like speaking the, so once you bullet pointed in when you pulled a blog out, a blog topic, instead of sitting down to write it through your fingers, you write it through your voice. Okay. And just, I'd be curious to see how that comes out for you.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: An idea Uh, could be to, if you like, if you were going for a walk and you like started recording yourself, you could do that. You could also, I don't know how comfortable this would be for you, but you could sit down, open up Zoom and record yourself just talking through this through. Even if you had your bullet points and your outline, you could like speak it. And then mm-hmm. if it was like, you, you could either get it transcribed or just listen back to it and see, but these are just practices to see what the what the next step of the system is for you.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. I've used both actually opening up Zoom and doing the voice app when I'm walking, but not for this purpose. Mm-hmm. And I I can see how that really can help me to both get the thoughts out and then speak in my voice. And then when I'm editing that, mm-hmm. just pull out the excess, the redundancies and that kind of thing. So.
0: Yeah, when I started doing that, I want to warn you, it was a little bumpy at first. Like, if I felt very self conscious doing it, but it it did ultimately help me. But again, these are all like experiments that we're doing to find a system that works for you.
1: Yeah, I love that idea. And, you know, there is a point. I mean, I've wanted for many years since I first discovered podcasts, I really would love to have a podcast someday too. And just getting used to that. You know, Today was a, what do you call it? A big leap out of my comfort zone. <laughs> so I like that idea a lot. And I feel like just those two things can help me a lot as I'm sort of like running it through my brain. Yeah.
0: What do you need to put in place as a reminder that this is your system and it doesn't need to be perfect and it's really an experiment so that
1: you don't kind of fall back into some old habits of overdoing, overwriting well, I think like I've been doing just with my calendar, I have everything sort of set up to do. And it's just writing the note next to it, you know, I, which I do. Done is better than perfect yes. kind of thing. And then now just picking one thing, like the yes. people pleasing with children or at work or whatever it might be, and just sticking to that. Instead of thinking there's a better idea Oh yeah. Down the, the road piece. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What you'll probably start to notice, I just want to kind of bring this to your attention. It, so people pleasing with your children, people pleasing at work, people pleasing in relationships, you're going to find that you say similar things, mm. but you're probably using different examples and different stories and different specifics. And that's okay. Your audience needs to hear this stuff a thousand times before it makes sense to them. So don't worry that like, oh, I've I've said some version of this when I talked about it with kids, but now I'm talking about it with your partner. That's okay. People, you know, they need a lot of touch points. So that's something to keep in mind. I want to talk about one last thing that you brought up, which is now that we've talked about the ideas and the scaling down and the system that'll work for you. What about publishing? Because you said one of the sh- struggles is actually publishing, then. So
1: uh, talk to me about what that does to you. I actually don't feel like that part of it would be so much of a problem. I taught myself how to use WordPress. I'm able to go into the back end of my website and do things that I need to do. That part of it, and it doesn't feel like I don't even know the right word, but the it doesn't feel like like I don't want to be seen or I'm hiding or some kind of that part of it is not an issue anymore. I mean, certainly at one time it was, <laughs> yeah, but it that part not so much. I think it's just it really is just that that phase three of yeah taking what I have and just taking one thing and making that even smaller. Because I, that also feels like something that if I'm doing that, that I can be consistent with, which was another piece to the, you know, the puzzle yes. that wasn't working out very well. So, And I, I did have a question and I lost it, but I'll either ask in the group another time or if I can think of it before we're done here. But yeah, I really appreciate it. This feels sure. like for the first time in quite a long time that I can do what i um, want
0: to do so with happy. it so happy. So, I would love to talk about what has been most helpful for you uh, being part of the content creator studio.
1: Well, I love your content, and I think that that does make it more manageable, probably for the average person. For me, you know, when I go through it, I really have to slow down and just do whatever. That one section is and then mm-hmm. do the work, right? Not just watch the video, do the work. So that's why I set it aside for a while. Coming, but coming consistently to the, the calls, even the ones where we just, the, the 55 minute one. On, the getting
0: shit done, the implementation hours. Yeah, the getting
1: yes. shit done. I couldn't yeah. was,
0: Which,
1: of course, <laughs> is exactly what it is. That helps me a lot because that makes me. Accountable, mm-hmm. even though we're not on camera necessarily, or we're not talking about all that we're doing. We're just checking in and, and then doing our own thing. That's that's helpful. And then the but the coaching calls, even if I'm not being coached, mm-hmm. listening to everyone else, there's almost always some little nugget in there that applies to what I'm doing. You know, and then there, you know, sometimes there are parts of it like, wow, these the, these women, I think it's all women right at this point they're doing stuff and they're taking steps. And so there, there's a little bit of that. It's not, it's not even the right word. It's not envy. It's not jealousy. It's not anything like that. It it's like just, external motivation. It's just, yeah. That external yeah. motivation that I see, you know, they're doing it. And especially if I've been in there or they've been in there around the same time I was that they're taking steps mm-hmm. and then, okay, this is what I need to do yeah. so that I can take mine and also to that's through you and your coaching style which i love and it's so helpful and you're you're really compassionate and i heard on our last call just how you broke it down just someone was using certain words and you sort of reframed it in a way same thing maybe but more compassionate way of looking at whatever it was she was you know talking about and and I took that in for me so mm. that was helpful.
0: I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you're here because I feel like content is it's a necessary part of the landscape in our business and it's just really it can be overwhelming and it can flatten us and we're all experts in our field but we're not experts in content and so I really wanted to pl- create a place where people don't have to be experts in content, but they can, you know, just take the little nuggets that they need and apply them and tweak, tweak, tweak. Yeah, and I feel like that's what you're doing, and that's why I invited you on for today. And I'm really glad that you uh, let me give you some coaching, and that I we were able to create. I think it's a really personalized um, system for you.
1: I think so too, and yeah, I'm super grateful. To have the time and the one-on-one.
0: Uh, <laughs> my pleasure. And, I'm glad you're here. And yeah,
1: and that it, that it feels like it fits me and my style to get it done.
0: Get it done. Yes. You will and then, see. You will see. <laughs> I will see. Yeah, you'll have to post your next published blog in the group so we can all give you some claps for that.
1: I will do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, Thank well, you. Anything so else, well. Cheryl, that I can help with? Yeah no, I'm good. All right, I'm good. Great Thank job. You so much.
0: My pleasure. How can people connect with you to learn more about your expertise? Where can they go?
1: You can go to my website, which is Cherylturnercoaching.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Cheryl Turner Coaching, or not on Instagram so much, mostly Facebook, LinkedIn or my website.
0: And Cheryl spells her name, just in case you don't, you'll see it in the content in the uh, notes, but it's S-H-E-R-Y-L Turner. So go give Cheryl a follow because uh, we're going to be seeing some content coming out from her very soon.
1: (laughs) You (laughs) are. Thanks, Cheryl.
0: It's such a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Jen.
0: You're welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye.